So you and I, we love online shopping. Gosh, I, I think I have a problem, but I also think I'm saving gas. Go ahead, sorry. So our show today is brought to you by Adoshi, and you don't, I don't know if you realize this, you're saving on gas, but in order to get all of that stuff to us, mm-hmm. it has a real impact on the, on the planet, and, and we are actually adding to some of the problems with climate change. So Adoshi is like online shopping meets fact-checking meets Mother Teresa. It's the first online shopping platform of its kind. Adoshi interviews its brands and inspects every single step of the supply chain to make sure that not, they're not only eco-friendly, ethically sourced, but they're also sustainably made products, and they make it to your shopping cart. Wow. Yeah. So, so, it's, like, so it's almost like Underwriters Laboratory approved, like Adoshi approved? Exactly. But okay. it, it's, it's, a, it's the website that you go to in order to find those vetted products that are actually good for the environment. Because again, I get everything online, and that's not always the best thing for the environment. So it's www.adoshi.co backslash Tesh, A-D-O-S-H-I dot C-O backslash T-E-S-H. Uh, it's not com, it's co, adoshi.com. You know what's great co. about this, Gib? You know, dot co. You know what's great about this, Gib, is that we're all talking about, oh my gosh, I want a purpose in my life. I want, I want, I want a ministry, right? I want to, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to march on, uh, on unrecycled companies or something like that. Yeah. This is a great way. What a teaching thing for your kids I to know. do this. And so, what again, what are they looking at the products? Uh, what, what parts of the products are they looking at? They, they look, they, again, they look at whether, whether it's eth- eco-friendly, ethically sourced, and sustainably made. Right. And that's, that's their criteria. So, so even stuff that you're eating too, right? They have all kinds Everything. of stuff there. Everything. So go Adoshi. ahead. Adoshi.co slash Tesh. We are live in the Intelligence Fair Live studios. John Tesh with uh, Gib Gerard, as promised. I think this is the first time we've actually scheduled a Facebook Gib and made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're running 20 minutes late because of whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, this is, uh, is going to be fun because we are, at the same time we're broadcasting live on Facebook, we're also uh, creating our podcast. For the week. That's exactly correct. So um, if you like this, if you if you are interested in hearing our podcast, which is not only us talking like we are on Facebook Live, but also interviews with experts that we feature on all of our platforms, then go ahead and go to uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast and look for Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. Uh, and if you like it, rate, comment, and subscribe. And if you don't like it, uh, don't do anything. Yeah, just say it's the Yanni podcast yeah, or something. Yeah, go to the Yanni <laughs> podcast. Maybe yeah, yeah. like the Amy Grant podcast. It's supposed to be really good. <laughs> Hey, so I want to start off with uh, with a piece that you and I have been discussing because you have. But three wait, kids. oh wait, before we start anything, okay? Can we just talk about the fact that you have got, you've caught my bug as of last night? Oh yeah, the Dodgers bug. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So so in a moment, we're going to talk about the fact that Halloween is now a nine billion dollar industry, right? But mo- for- the most important thing about October is not Halloween. It is, of course, the baseball playoffs, and you have written some of the greatest sports themes. You you were a sports broadcaster for how many years? Uh, for, for 12, and then right. another, another four for NBC. But yeah. standard professional sports in the, in, in the United States of America are not something that you follow very closely. Nope. Would that be uh, fair? Well, I'm a playoff guy, you know, the which big, is really bad. But the big sports are not your... Like, you don't watch a lot of football unless it's the playoffs. Right. You don't watch a lot of basketball unless it's the playoffs and a local team is in it. Right. So none of that stuff. Right. But I, I watch baseball pretty religiously i watch maybe 140 150 games a year or listen to them and your wife told me that i know uh it's much to her chagrin but you last night got hooked on justin turner's big walk-off home run i did only because he had a big beard 
Uh, not, not because of the majesty no, of amazing. sports. It was amazing. We were we were sitting in a, in a restaurant. We were like only Connie and I were only like four, four or five people in the restaurant, and uh, and she got all mad and was screaming at the people who were standing at the bar who were in the way because her husband wanted to watch. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a, a great game. I felt bad for the Cubs. Don't um, feel bad for the Cubs. Okay, you're a Dodgers fan. All yeah. Right. All right. So that's enough uh, enough baseball. As uh, I guess said, no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, not yeah, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, speaking I, of October. Yeah. So uh, the National Retail Federation has found, and thank you guys for for uh, for checking in here on on Facebook. I see all your questions. If you have a question um, during this podcast uh, on Facebook, please uh, pop it right in. Uh, and then if you have a, if you're driving and you're listening to the to the podcast, it's just facebook.com slash John Tesh if you if you want us to send you um, some files or if you um, you know if you if you miss something. So anyway, uh, th- this year um, more money is going to be spent on Halloween than ever before, Gib, and which it's I get nine billion dollars. Uh, more young adults between the ages of eighteen and twenty four plan on on tr- trick or treating. Uh, Four million more people will be celebrating Halloween this year than last, and then every other movie is some sort of a terrible, scary. Thing. Well, that's that's the theme of October is right. the horror movies that come out. Whether it's you know Friday the Thirteenth, which we just had Friday the Thirteenth, actually. Friday. That's right. That's right. So, and when that lands in October, it's always a special kind of Halloween month. A lot of extra scary movies come out. But uh, yeah, it makes sense. And have, but here's here's another reason why it's so expensive. Have you seen what official princess costumes actually cost? <laughs> Making you know, your own princess you know costume? I ha- no, I haven't. But I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have. Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, having two daughters uh, who uh, can become a little princess obsessed, I can tell you that a lot of the money is going into the official licensed princess costumes and accoutrement. Uh-huh. Um, but but also Halloween has become something that's been celebrated, being celebrated by more and more. Uh, age groups. There was a time when... And by, your, the, by the way, Gib's going to keep going here, but w- what are you going to be for Halloween? Please post it on our, on our, our Facebook. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd like to see that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I want to know if somebody's going to be a vending machine because that's a cool costume I idea. you did that one year. Uh, anyway, the, the, at, at this point in our lives, Halloween is celebrated by every age group, and it wasn't always that way. When you were in your 20s, you didn't really celebrate Halloween, did you? Uh, in my, well, I, I went, I was in college and so we went to parties, but we didn't go trick or treating though. No, like, yeah. but you didn't spend the kind of money. Like now it's a, it's like the biggest going out night of the year. It's up there with new year's Eve for people who are single. If right, you have right. kids, you spend a fortune on Halloween just because of, you have to have the candy. Maybe you have other parents over and you do a Halloween thing. If you know, if you have grant, if you're a grandpa, if you're a little kid, obviously you're into it. But I think now it's the single people that are using it as an, as a new year's Eve precursor that is what's driving this total spending on Halloween way up because people are going out and they're they're dread you know I I would I would go as a sexy frog maybe and, maybe and yeah. then and then uh, people would you know I thought you, I think you you, I thought you would go as a, as that pitcher with the beard well, he's a he's a third baseman it's Justin Turner he's not a oh did I say pitcher I'm sorry yeah, I, I mean yeah, yeah. Oh, well pitchers anyway. don't normally hit three run that's home it. runs in the bottom of the ninth that's right they're usually resting right? yes. Yeah, um, I got. I'm seeing all your comments, guys, come through here. But I, I want to. I want to continue with um, something that Gibb and I just discovered. And, and speaking of college, you know, if you college is that is that that time where you you're eating pizza and you, you end yes. up with the freshman fifteen, or now it's the freshman thirty. But there's a way. But there's <laughs> I a gained way. a freshman fifty, by the way. <laughs> if anybody wants to see pictures, I'm not posting pictures there, of that. Um, there is a way, by the way, for us to, or for college students to, uh, to get a little more protein, right? And protein always fills you up, uh, just like like fiber. Uh, a lot of people are buying cricket powder, 
And uh, I, I laughed at this. It's high in protein, low in fat, and it is the hottest snack on college campuses. And I laughed at it until Gibb told me that he has ordered it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so the University of Connecticut's dining services, they're advertising roasted crickets as organic uh, and earth-friendly and not genetically modified. Right. They're also a good source of B vitamins, iron, and zinc. And I'm concerned about B vitamins right now because I've become uh, sort of a super vegan uh, with an anti-cancer diet, a ketogenic diet, and same, same for you. Um, and so, uh, I, you know, you, there, there's, there aren't, there, there aren't any B vitamins really in, uh, in, in vegetables. Right. So you got to take and a so, supplement. So, um, so anyway, Yukon says the farm that supplies the crickets uses carbon dioxide to kill them and then roast them. I guess they're trying to, it's humane. They're not stomping them. Right. Yeah. And also you would lose a lot of the bioavailable protein if you were stomping on crickets. Yeah. They'd be on the bottom of the shoes of the workers. The, the, the most popular, uh, uh, application apparently is a taco topping. Oh, I can see that. Um, Adding extra protein to anything. <laughs> I can see that. Well, but, he, but yeah. here, here's, the, here's the great thing. First of all, cows, um, which produce most of the protein that we get, right? It comes right. from whey protein, sure. which, yeah. is, which yeah. is, comes out of milk. Cows are, are very hard on the environment. I'm not, I'm not saying anything that you guys don't know, but they, they excrete a lot of methane, with yeah. their, oh, yeah. with their, um, that's, that's basically a, a, a gas pass, right? With yeah, with yeah. their toots, as right, we would right. say in my yeah. family. Yeah. So they, they, so and that's bad for the for the environment. They also, um, they also require a lot of feed. They require crickets do not require a lot of that stuff. Uh, crickets are a lot easier to keep alive. I have crickets all over my house. I have a cricket issue outside my house. Oh wow! So you're 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 good to go in in, a, in an atomic well, blast. I can, yeah, I can tell you they don't require a lot of upkeep in order to oh, thrive. Yeah, yeah. is my point. Yeah. So it's a great environmentally friendly way of producing protein, and protein's hard to find in an environmentally friendly way and, and, and an easy way, and crickets are a great way. We've had uh, roasted crickets whole. Now, it, with what they're talking Who's about- Who's we? My family. Oh, okay. We, we were camping, and, and, and like the little put outpost- something on them, or- Well, they're flavored, but they're just, they taste just like- this is just like Cheetos if they're flavored properly. They're just kind of crunchy and airy. <laughs> the, the, once you get over the idea that you're eating a cricket, it's just, just say, whatever. I'll have the Cheetos. But yeah. you'll find, have the Cheetos, and that's all just corn. The, what's wrong with the crickets? It tastes exactly the same. Here's the thing. Most of the cricket stuff that you're going to be eating, most of the products that contain the cricket protein, they take the cricket powder. You're not going to notice any difference. If they didn't say, if they named it something else, if they called it like bouillabaisse, well, that's a thing. If they called it... Um, you know, logos protein, and you had no idea what logos protein right, was. You right, wouldn't know right, the difference. Right, right. If they made like little snack bars with logos protein, you wouldn't know where the protein came from. It could just be from crickets, as long as you don't have the mental image that you're eating a bug. And most cultures, by the way, eat bugs. Right. Western right. culture is one of the few that doesn't. <laughs> the so get on board with the crickets. The funny thing is, is I got you in this year, and then I'm reading, you know, all the comments on, on our Facebook page, and mostly it's mostly it's crickets you. Um, why you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, and a lot of people are saying that they're vegans too. Uh, well, if you're vegan, crickets technically are not vegan, but a lot of people use vegan as a catch-all term, uh-huh. and that means that they won't eat animals with uh, above or below a certain caste. And so that's so some people are vegan, but crickets are okay. Some people are vegan; they won't even eat honey. So well, I, and you know what? I agree with you, uh, Cora. Cora Jobadi says uh, no. Uh, yes, no. Karen uh, Bacon Sus says this conversation is well boring because she doesn't want us to talk about crickets anymore. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So um, that doesn't mean that we're going to stop talking about crickets because I think that I think the idea of um, of that much protein, that much clean protein, is a great idea. So and it, and what yeah. and what a great way to get it. I mean, honestly, that's that's that's. I have pea protein, hemp protein, pea like the like the uh, plant, 
and uh, hemp protein, and, and I also have whey protein. Cricket protein is the new thing. Hey, I want to tell you, uh, and for those of you uh, who are listening to the podcast right now, you can't see this, but what I've done is I've put up our, um, our tour cities coming up uh, next week, actually, or, or if you're listening to the podcast, it's this week. We're going to be in Newberry, South Carolina, and, um, and also Franklin, Tennessee. Now, those two dates, we normally play you know, 5,000 seaters. Those two dates are like 400 and 300 seats, respectively. Um, and so it's really uh, 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 like a storyteller's type uh, concert. Uh, and then you can also see some concerts that we have coming up in, um, in Pequa, Ohio, and uh, Richfield, Connecticut. Those are, um, those are Christmas concerts. And I wanted to show you, um, hey. uh, you know, there's a, there are, uh, at the beginning of our show, Gib does um, about 15 minutes of comedy. Part of that is he, he plays uh, ukulele, uh, because when you think comedy... I mean, you you think, do think ukulele. You yeah, think, yeah. Uh, but there's some virtuosos out there. There are. There's yeah. some. I'm not a virtuoso. Let's start there. But uh, what's his face? Tiny Tim. What's the thing? Tiptoe to tiptoe to the tulips. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to forget that. Yeah. So so we're out we're out on the road, and and here's a picture of of Gib actually playing the the ukulele, singing one of my favorite songs by Leonard Cohen. Which is called. You know, I, I, the reason I'm sort of stuttering through this whole thing is I'm trying to be like a director and direct this whole thing and cut cameras at the same time and read the Facebook comments. So I should probably try to do one thing, one thing at a time. Yeah. Well, while you're uh, figuring that stuff out, well, right. the thing that people are really interested in is seeing you live in concert. And one of the things that um, one of the things that we do that's special is if you ever wonder. Remember, VH1 had storytellers where they they would tell the story about where they wrote all of their hits and how they wrote all of their hits. And this this particular iteration of your concert has uh, it's got fewer musicians than you normally travel with, and you you tell a lot of stories about where all of this stuff comes from, where, what it was like to work on the Tour de France and also write the music for it. Uh, a lot of people would be interested to know, and I'm going to give away a little bit of a secret. You did so much of the actual production work on the Tour de France with you and David Michaels, where you guys would be just sitting in the back of a van with an editor cutting together the stuff you'd be recording right, right. The, on like a little on a little keyboard that, before everybody could make video on their laptop or in their smartphone you were kind of doing what youtubers do now but it was a professional broadcast for CBS sports we were and it was and it was uh, thank you for the kind uh, words but it was it was one of those things where we were just it's uh, not my kind words you won uh, like a dozen Emmys for it <laughs> it was one of those uh, one of those things where uh, CBS to their credit, but um, they scared them to, to death. Basically, just turned over two hours of uh, of network time in prime time each Saturday and Sunday for a month to us in a in a beat up van with me on a microphone and a little Radio Shack computer with a script on it and a couple of synthesizers, and we we're broadcasting this thing and sort of editing it live to the to air. And so I have I've said this before, but sort of everything that um, that I've done since then. David Michaels uh, and Dick Ebersole and Terry O'Neill, those guys at, uh, at CBS Sports, they um, they taught me how to do, you know, which was which is like you said, it's like what the what the YouTubers are well, are, but, are doing on a now. much more professional level and for CBS and 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 phenomenal and obviously like you know, it was it was well received. But the stories about that are the stories that you're telling at the um, on this on this on this tour. You're also telling additional stories about your life, some of the struggles you've been going with your health lately, and how you know how you've gotten through that. So if if that's the kind of thing that you like, this is a great place to go. Well, also, we also talk about a lot on the on the podcast. Look how handsome you are playing the ukulele. I know oh, that's what happens so when I when I dress up. Why is the microphone pointed at your tie? Oh, that's oh, that's, that's, that's the, the ukulele the, mic. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a professional. Okay. So um, the other thing we wanted to talk about is. Um, 
is nightmares. You know, there's a new study uh, from the University of, of Montreal. It turns out that if, if you're uh, prone to nightmares, it may mean you have a very creative mind. So mm-hmm. uh, the university researchers found that people who have nightmares, they regularly are more likely to think outside the box. They come up with more ways to solve problems, and they're more empathetic too. Now, the scientists give say that this points to nightmares being the product of an active, super creative mind. Uh, it also means you're more connected to other people's emotions, and you take on their feelings so much that it, it plays out in your subconscious as you sleep. Fascinating. I mean... I don't know how empathetic I am, but I definitely have nightmares. But all of my nightmares are about being embarrassed, about being unprepared for certain situations. So it's like I will be at an audition and not have any idea what the materials are, or I will be playing on stage and not know the songs. Oh, I've done that. Uh, I, I'm sure, I know you have. You had to go to therapy for that. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> That's another story. Go ahead. But I mean, the, the point is, like, I, I carry that stress into my sleep. I don't have a problem sleeping, but what, ha- what ends up happening is I have bad dreams when I am out of stress. Like, it, yeah. stress doesn't keep yeah. me awake. Yeah. It just makes my sleep miserable. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it means that, you're, uh, that your mind is really working out all kinds of things and that you're creative. You know, I wanted to get your opinion as a dad because we just got back from Disneyland for your, for oh, your son's gosh. first birthday. And there was a whole headless horseman thing, you know, yeah. in Great Adventure. And there was some, there was some scary stuff going on. Um, how, how, how soon is soon from your, your perspective to expose kids to things that are, that are scary? I think it depends on the kid. I mean, I, I'm not, first of all, for those of you that are wondering, I am not a childhood psychology professional. <laughs> <laughs> I am messing up my kids just as much as anybody else. But the, uh, I, I think it really depends on the kid. My oldest, my oldest would love to hear the scariest stories I can come up with as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, and I have to hold back because I have to realize like she's going to meditate on that and that's going to give her nightmares. Right. So we, I actually have to work on that with her because she will take it all in as much as possible. The, some of the imagery around Halloween, if you go to... Um, if you go to theme parks or fairs or or events is a little dark and i think i think that can be like the the headless horseman thing was a little much for kids for my kids uh they were they were fascinated with it but it was a little much and i think i think again it depends when the kid can process whether or not it's fake and um and understands mortality to whatever extent that they can understand mortality it becomes a little bit easier but for really young kids i think it's just fascinatingly scary and uh, as long as it's not keeping them up at night, I think it could be okay. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's good advice. Um, and we're ta- talking about uh, you know creative minds. Uh, we've seen studies on this before, Gib, but um, now uh, from Harvard University, psychologist Shelley Carson is weighing in on showering, and and the question uh, that she was trying to answer with uh, with help from uh, the data that she had found is: uh, Should you shower at night or in the morning? And so, uh, yes. Dr. Carson, yeah, is saying there are benefits to both. So she says from her studies, uh, morning showers are good for people who work in a creative field. Uh, she says, again, she's from Harvard, that it provides an incubation good period. Um, our mind can work on a problem in the background while we're going through the motions of the shower. And when the mind is at rest when we're showering, our alpha waves are activated, which helps us find creative solutions or link two ideas together you may not have otherwise. So that's... That's showering in the morning. We'll talk about the evening first, but let's 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 finish uh, t- talking about the morning shower. Well, I mean, th- 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 that's the same thing that I think running is good for. When you occupy your body with something, uh, your mind is free to like your your executive function is focused on showering. Your executive function will be focused on on running and then uh, uh, or or showering in this case, and and then and then your brain can then process other concepts in a way that that you can't because you you sort of go on p- autopilot with your with your 
with your showering stuff and with your jogging. And, and it allows, I do this all the time. I, I will play conversations out in my head. It is the best processing time for me uh, in the shower. In fact, our favorite guy, one of our favorite screenwriters, oh, yeah, Aaron yeah, Sorkin. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And he, he's a big showerer. I mean, not that he, you know, that <laughs> I'm not just saying that he bathes, but he will take multiple showers a day in order to work through problems in his scripts. Right. Because it, it gives him that, that, that flow, that feeling that we just talked about where he's able to overcome uh, creative blocks. And you have, you have an amazing shower and you do the same thing. I don't do enough of it. Uh, I probably do more of, because there's, there are two big tips that we've had on the show. Uh, one is that showering, and I love this from, uh, from Shelly from Harvard. She says, our mind can work on a problem in the right. background right. while we're going through motions in the shower. And that's why a lot of, um, a lot of uh, truck drivers end up in that alpha state where they come up with great ideas. Mm-hmm. You know? and, we've, and we've actually seen truck drivers on, uh, on, on Shark Tank. But there, the other tip I've seen is that it's much better for your body if you uh, if you shower like every other day, so right, I'm not getting as much creative skin. stuff, uh, you know, done. But but uh, I I know, and I learned this from Ryan Holiday, one of our favorite uh, authors, that you know, stepping away from it's the same, you know, give it's the same process as you're trying to. Oh, I can't remember who was the 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 first replicant that was killed on on uh on, on blade runner and you keep thinking about it and you beat on it mm-hmm. but if you go and have it play rummy cube or something or or play it play something on your phone it pops, it pops in because yeah. you're working on it in the in, in the background that's one of those things where you play a lot of, of, of video games and well, we've I, had, I mean well no, your, no i mean just you, if, if you're waiting in line or something yes, exactly. you're playing one of those number games and a lot of a lot of experts are now saying that's a great way to do that uh because your mind works on problems in the background this is so steve jobs arguably one of the more creative individuals of the last half century, uh, was a big walker. Mm-hmm. He would always take oh, yeah. walks, he, oh, and he, I yeah, feel like never, it does ne- the same he thing. He never had a conversation in, in Woodside without uh, California without walking. So here's so we sort of beat the morning shower uh, thing to death. You're, you're much more creative with a morning shower, according to our expert. Evening shower, she says, are beneficial for people who find it difficult to sleep at night. Uh, and oh, now, yeah. now also sleep expert Dr. Chris Winter says, the rapid cooling we experience after a shower is a natural sleep inducer, and Gibbs going to tell you why. Well, because you have to get your temperature below a certain level in order to get the right hormones to come out so you can fall asleep or to get, in order to get the melatonin out. Also, if you have clean sheets, there's nothing grosser than getting into clean sheets with like a layer of sweat on you from the day. Right. What's better than taking a shower, being fresh and so fresh and so clean, clean, and then getting into the shower or getting into the bed with clean sheets? That is absolute nirvana. That is amazing. You know what really works for me? I mean, one of the things you have to be careful of, and we've seen this before, is um, don't take a hot shower too close to when you're trying to go to sleep oh, because it, it, does, it does take a while for your body to cool down. Uh, and when it cools down, and you alluded to this saying that the hormones, the, you know, melatonin pops out, and that's what keeps you, puts you to sleep and, and keeps you asleep. I'm hacking this with a device that I ordered uh, because Tim Ferriss, and I'm looking at his book right now, The 4-Hour Workweek, Tim Ferriss... Um, uh, was uh, was promoting this. I thought oh, I'll try it, and it's basically it's called the Chili Pad. Yeah, and we've talked about it on the show before, where it's actually a refrigerator, and it's a it's a uh, a uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the cover on the the uh, mattress pad? It has like radiator um, lines in it, and you can and you can dial it to like fifty seven sixty degrees. I did dial it to fifty seven degrees one night, and I froze to death. But you like, can't warm up; it just like, keeps cooling. No, like it's like a seventy-one or seventy-two. Okay. it produces more melatonin. So this is one of those things you need to know. Something if you listen to the radio show, watch TV show, follow us on Facebook, or or listen to the podcast, 
we talk a lot about stuff like this, where you should take a you shouldn't take a hot shower before bed. You should. John experiments to a much greater degree than I do with with that. He experiments with every piece of intelligence we have on the show. He'll do it to himself from almost every single one of them. This is one of those things, though, <laughs> that I would never in a million years do. Yeah. There is a 0% chance that I'm taking anything but the hottest shower I can stand before <laughs> bed. Because I, that, that's late at night. You take, I mean, I will crank it up. My, my hot water heater is empty by the time I'm out of a late night shower. How do you not take a hot shower at night? How do you how do you take uh, a cold shower yeah, and then get yeah, into bed? I mean, I understand yeah. the science behind it, but there I, I don't want that. I want I want that warm, huggy feeling that yeah, I get in the shower. Yeah. yeah, Sharon Louise says I prefer going to bed clean. Um, uh, if Robin Kid, I'm in Ohio, and in winter you don't shower every day. You got to keep your skin from drying out. Fair that's enough. A good, that's a good point. Um, uh, morning shower. Debbie Smith says morning shower most of the time. Nighttime shower if I wash my hair. Uh, Dixie Manitobenis. Don't shower at night because my hair would be crazy in the morning. No thanks. Um, and then uh, good. My hair is crazy in the morning. Robin, anyway, Robin Kitt says good acoustics in the shower. So yeah, there is. Stuff. So I am a great singer in the shower. In real life, not so much. In the shower, killer, killer. Should, I you agree. Should, you should bring your ukulele into the into the shower. Not good for uh, what? Do we have any? Do we have any sponsors that we have to mention? We actually this? do have sponsors today, and so I'd like to take a moment to bring them up. Thank you for thank you for course, uh, starting that. Of course, of course. So our show today is brought to you by Virtue Labs. Virtue Labs is a new hair care brand with the goal of giving everyone the best hair scientifically possible. Now we talk a lot about science. There is an alpha keratin. What's it called again? Sorry, it, it's, it's called Virtue Labs. Oh, of course. Uh, so Virtue alpha Labs. keratin 60KU is a whole human protein. It's identical to the keratin that you have in your own hair. Virtue Labs hair products have the power to resurface and fill in cracks from damage to change your hair's quality and appearance forever. That's right. Virtue Labs has that. That means more bounce, more shine, more strength. So it's the actual keratin protein that's in your hair. It fills in those cracks. It makes your hair literally healthier, as if the hair was still growing out of the base of your head. It's a new protein, Alpha Keratin 60KU. It was only discovered six years ago by a group of bioscientists working in restorative medicine. And now, you can find it, but you can only find it in Virtue Labs' line of shampoos, conditioners, and styling products. I need this. I know. I need this. I, did, did I spell that right? It's Virtue Labs? That's exactly okay. correct. Good, good, good. So in clinical trials, Virtue found a 67%, for those of you that have crazy hair if you sleep at night, 67% reduction in frizz after four washes and a 95% reparation of split ends after five applications. Think of the money you save on not having to get a trim because you're fixing your split ends without having to get them trimmed. I love this. So if you would like to experience it, you can try Virtue Labs for 10% off and get free shipping with the code, you're not going to believe this, TESH. Oh, T-E-S-H. T-E-S-H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So visit VirtueLabs.com, use offer code TESH to get 10% off and free shipping. It's time to start treating your hair with a little more humanity. Thank you, Virtue Labs. Because it's literally a human protein that you're putting in your hair. It's time Thank for you. Virtue. Thank you, Virtue Labs. Um, that's it for now. For that's it for now. Oh, that's it for the commercials. Yes. But I wanted to talk about one other thing. Um, and it's about, uh, I, I really want you to get one of these, okay? So um, if you're not a dog person or you're not a cat person, you might be a goat person. A new study out of Queen Mary University in London says, if we just gave them a chance, goats could be man's other best friend. I believe it. I love this. If we just gave them a chance. Oh. Yes, it sounds All like we the, are safe. Sounds like Dr. Richard Attenborough give goats on, on a planet Earth. If we just gave them a chance, goats could be a man's other best friend. Wow. The researchers say goats have the same capacity to bond with humans the way puppies do by looking into humans' eyes. 
And that's actually how humans bond too. And by the way, pro tip, if you look in someone's eyes and their pupils dilate noticeably, it means they like you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's that, and, that's and, such a pro tip. <laughs> pro, pro what tip if you've been married years? for twenty five years? What's the hack? You on should that? look for that because as soon as those <laughs> those pupils stop dilating, you need time to go to therapy. When there's non threatening eye contact, the bonding hormone oxytocin is released in both the animal and the human. We're talking about goats here. The behavior is called quote directed gazing. Yep. And domesticated horses do it as well as dogs. This study Birds is a do fir- it. Bees yeah. doing. Do it. <laughs> Even domesticated fleas. But do it. this uh, study in the fir- is the first to observe the same behavior in goats. I, look, why? Why not? You have a lot of property. You should have goats to do your uh, your your brush clearance, because there are companies that have that will re- you can rent goats and they will clear all of the uh, extra vegetation out from the side of your hill or what have you. Because that they're, they're just really they're basically living lawnmowers that you can bond with, which is way better than my existing lawnmower. So think about that. You have this lawnmower that will that you can also treat like a family member. That's absolutely perfect for you guys. <laughs> think of the money. Think of the money that's you would just, save. That's just awesome. You have a lawnmower that you can treat as a family uh, member. I, which, yeah. which is great. I mean, yeah. I care about my lawnmower, but not as much as I would care about a goat. Oh my gosh! So I'm, I'm looking at this picture of you and Mark Fisher and Tim Landers and me. I'm playing the cajon, and uh, you're imagine playing if we had a goat on stage with us that we were bonded with. Yeah. I, yeah, and, and in a little like goat outfit, and Gibb is playing. Um, come see us because you're gonna love to see him playing. Uh, Hallelujah! Um, here, here is Mark playing. Uh, Mark actually played flute for Anchorman. Um, so and, whenever uh, you hear, whenever you hear, uh, and we do a whole bit about it in the show. So if you want to come see it, whenever you hear, uh, what's his Will Ferrell's character playing the flute in Anchorman Two? That's actually our flute player playing yeah, the flute yeah, for real. Because yeah. I don't know if you know this, Will Ferrell. Not a flautist. Not a, not a flautist. Hey, guys, thank you for joining us for, the, uh, for Facebook Live. Uh, we'll, we're going to dig right into your questions uh, because we were just a little busy trying to figure everything out here. Um, and uh, also, thanks for, uh, for being with us on the, on the podcast. Uh, and if you want hey, to uh, follow up and listen to this, um, all you Facebook folks, just go to... Uh, so to just go to iTunes, Stitcher, or right, wherever right. you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find it. It's Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. Go ahead and search for it. If you do like it, like what we do it's just rate comment and subscribe on those platforms it helps other people find us and uh yeah and if you're just listening facebook.com slash john tesh to see what we look like doing the show and uh that's yeah that's that's everything thank you and once again thanks to virtue labs a new hair care brand with a vision to give everyone the best hair scientifically possible via the new protein called alpha keratin 60 ku it's a whole human protein that's identical to the protein in your actual hair it was discovered six years ago. If you would like to try it, virtuelabs.com. You can use the offer code TESH and you can try Virtue at 10% off plus free shipping. They've got shampoos, conditioners, styling products, virtuelabs.com, offer code TESH. Oh, can I put the my little graphic that I created up here? Just hang, hang on. Here it comes. What is here your it graphic? Comes. It's this. It's Virtue Labs. Oh. See, I can move it around. Classic. Uh, yeah. And, and you see, Virtue Labs should hire me. Well, they already hired you and me, but they should hire me to do their uh, to do their graphics. This is beautiful. Let's look at that. Yeah, that's, that's it looks a, like an album cover. It does. Yeah. Like, you, like that's the new album from John Tesh is called Virtue Labs. Get it in stores. <laughs> well, nobody gets albums in stores anymore. Get it on online. We'll see you guys. Love you guys. Stay with us. I mean, just keep every time that I'm just trying to figure out how to turn this off. Okay, and it's off.